What's up? Guess who found his motherfucking connector by the sound of it? Boom. Josh motherfucking Chambers. Welcome back. Don't don't talk shit to me. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I said Josh motherfucking Chambers is back, and then I talk shit to Karina. Yeah, he talks shit to me. Yeah, so don't worry about that, buddy. I greatly apologize. I I, I just switched rooms. I was trying to find the right stuff, so I don't know how long I'll be able to be on. I found this. I was like, hey, I sat it down. I didn't even look at it. It's the one for the TV. Oh, Uh, my God. uh, Well done. (laughs) I'm so mad. Well, you'll be here till you're here. Then. <laughs> you're right? not. I'm here until the time expires. <laughs> you know what? Some Josh motherfucking Chambers time is better than no Josh motherfucking Chambers time. Yes. So we'll we'll fucking cheers to that. Fact. Cheers. I got my drink over here. It's coffee. Let me grab that shit. There we go. Yeah, I got some ass coffee tonight. Mine may or may not be Crown Apple. Oh, nice. 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 Okay, so, you have to tell me the right, story right. now because I forget. So, well, now you got to fill them in on the story. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> this was like seven years ago. By the way, we ago. were we were talking about this right like as we were hopping on and I was like, hang, we were just like, hang on, all right, hang on, hang on. So that's like, yeah, anyway, sorry, go ahead. I'm glad anyway. you cleared that up, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're talking about it as you guys were coming on and nobody else was here. Great. Thank you. Yeah. So basically cool. the story Up-to-date. was... real quick up to date what was going on i had two weeks vacation and i took like a week of it and i hadn't smoked pot in like nine months and i was like you know what i'm gonna smoke a little pot and i got really fucking high like Like really high like uncomfortable high wait 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 did he say nine months yeah yeah about nine he had to quit for a little while for his job in december yeah this was this was years ago like we seven years ago yeah Yeah. seven years ago karina filled us in josh i didn't i missed that part so seven years ago, yeah, this was like start of our relationship, like the first like, yeah, I we weren't yeah. living together or anything yeah. like that. Anyways, so I get really high um, and I'm over at my mom's house <laughs> afterwards because I'm going to eat some dinner <laughs> and she's watching this show on PBS and I'm just <laughs> uncontrollably high and she knows. So she's fucking with me, but she's watching this documentary about this guy who lives in like Wyoming and he like makes friends with these deer that live back behind his fucking house. And it's like a whole herd of deer and he follows them around and he has like names for them and everything. He gets really involved. And then, you know, of course they're wild deer in the North uh, West area of the United States and people no, he doesn't eat them. He loves them. And, but like Mm. a mountain lion will catch one and eat (laughs) it and then he'll like track it down and find it. And you know, like, bury the deer and all this other stuff and he'll start crying i was just so high and i was texting i was like i can't do this i can't fucking do this this dude's setting himself up for failure just falling in love with wild animals that are not predators so they're gonna be so preyed upon it's it was too much for my my brain to handle it's the weirdest little show though (laughs) i 100 percent thought that you were gonna say that he would track down the mountain lion and kill it as retribution for killing (laughs) that's where i thought you were going no he just had this really loving relationship with this herd of deer and had it for like 15 years and they all had names and everything else he was involved (laughs) it was impressive um it was also depressing Um, was a documentary just called Dear John? <laughs> <laughs> was it as depressing as the Atlanta Falcons draft picks? Ooh. Why are you Jesus. going for the low blow? First of all, man? we got 
arguably <laughs> the most talented running back since Saquon Barkley. Dude, I'm I'm actually excited for you guys. That wasn't a that wasn't a slay. I, I apologize, but they had some decent picks. It wasn't. It was slander, but <laughs> it was. But all in good fun. You're trying to use big words. And I don't understand what they mean, so I'm going to take them as disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Quit being so myopic. All right, we can't go down that road again. Um, <laughs> right, Rick's like. You have to go listen to that one. And I still haven't, but I will. <laughs> it's like your voicemails that you leave me. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Dang, throwback to the early episodes. Yeah, look, I'm <laughs> just, I'm a millennial. I don't listen to voicemails. Uh-uh. I see that you called. I recognize He's like, that. Grandpa Josh called me, but I didn't know <laughs> listen to what he had to say. I'm going to text him and be like, hey, what's up? Dude, <laughs> if I try to call my stepson, I never get a hold of him. Never, no, no, never answers the phone. Yeah, it's text or nothing. (laughs) But this episode was pretty good. I liked it. It was it like it wasn't exciting by any means, but it was interesting to see the types of gameplay. Oh, you're still watching or watching again anyway? Right, I was watching again and I just paused it and it just that Sarah face. This is like, oh, you're gonna get you're gonna feel (laughs) agitated all night with that face. You should have put up the one where she eats the chicken wing because that one's great. <laughs> That's the one. You're never going to let that die, are you? No, that was phenomenal. Have I you know. seen it in slow motion? It is glorious. Yes. <laughs> it is so glorious. It was pretty like, good. I could have really good. Moment. I could have not had a change of heart with Sarah and still felt that was glorious. Well, you were, yeah, you were saying that long before you had your change of heart. Yeah, so. Oh, she got an automatic change of heart. It didn't matter because of who her teammate was. So I don't really care. Theo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there, you know what? There, we don't see much of it, but when we get the opportunity to see their dynamic play out and them interacting, especially like uh, not confessional wise, but typically like right before daily where they're just getting a quick little interview and it's off the cuff. It's pretty funny and their dynamic is yeah. pretty good. I yeah. enjoy it. I do. I, yeah. I like their dynamic together. I'm just so happy to see Theo back in the challenge world. Me too. Agreed. Absolutely. 100%. It's about freaking time, man. Right, and I, I know you guys have probably talked about this in the last couple of episodes, but you know, I wasn't there. Maybe once <laughs> or twice. Not I don't know. Maybe, I'm yeah. not, I mean, who's keeping track? I don't yeah. know. Stats and info. What's up? Nothing. We're going to make Theo the new Corey Lay. I like it. I like it. I'm, down <laughs> for that. I'm still talking about season 40. Best of the best. Just think about it. You know what? I understand why they do it, but what I don't like about the challenge when they just randomly promote a fucking movie that I'm not interested in at all. Like last time it was Puss in Boots. Yeah. Like this is like the 19th Transformer movie. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> I've been waiting on Puss in Boots. I've been fuck Puss in Boots. I have been waiting <laughs> for the beast to be invited, but I'll fuck that. I want Hot Rod. Where the fuck is Hot Rod been? If it's not it's like the cartoon, yeah, if it's not the cartoon, <laughs> it doesn't count. Yeah. I'm gonna be <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's the original Transformers. You remember the micro Transformers? Those things were fucking badass. So sick. I was watching uh, season 40 of Survivor and Alex texted me like Wednesday morning. He's like, did you watch it yet? I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> making breakfast and watching Survivor. And then as soon as I finish, I will flip over and watch the challenge. Yeah. And then I did, and I was texting the whole time. And then at one point, I was like, TJ's vehicle has a transformer emblem on the front of it. And then the next, like, two seconds later, I was like, never mind. 
Yep, that's, yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that you and Alex fucking talk that much. Alex is so dope. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. He is. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that that interaction just carried on. It yeah. did. Absolutely. Yeah. And Alexis was supposed to be on tonight, and I know she's wanting to jump on when I'm on. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, she had her chance, too. She did. She even, she even said to me, she goes, I know I'm going to kick myself in the ass for this later. And she's like, but I have a, you know, she, has to, she yeah. had an event she has to host tomorrow. Yeah, and like totally understandable. But yeah, right. The the coincidence. Yeah, it's the episode that Josh makes it on to. <laughs> it's all good, you know. But next, we love next you, week Alexis. Is good too. We do. Yeah, and we hope She's you awesome. had an awesome event and all of that. The, the moment the moment she was done with you guys, she sent me a message, and she's just like, "I had a blast, but I have to come back on when Josh motherfucking Chambers is on." I was like, "Stop." <laughs> <laughs> CJ said the same thing, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So. Just saying. Yeah, no, it's with just... With that being said? With that being said, I'm trying not <laughs> to do that as much. That's like my New Year's resolution. Fuck but that. It, it was in the article. Fuck it. Keep it going. With that being said... Yeah, with that being said... Fuck it. Season 40 is looking hot, because if we're right on some of this stuff... Oh, my God. It's going to be fire. You heard it here first. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, my God. <laughs> Her to say it fucking a year and a half ago when it didn't matter. Literally, yeah. Yeah, just making random fucking predictions. But, no, I actually, like, as far as this episode goes, I wasn't a big fan of, like, the daily nor the elimination. I mean, it was, it was the elimination was alright, but it was really just more of, like, house drama than everything. Yeah. And I was okay, and maybe house drama's not the right idea, or the right description of it, but it was more just, like, it was house politics the whole yeah. episode. Right, yeah. It would yeah. be the better description of it. I think that, yeah, that's a better word for sure. Dude, I was I was slightly disappointed when, when TJ's like, this is going to be the thickest. And I'm like, I've seen but sicker. Hold, hold on. I'm actually, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Hold, hold on. Stop um, <laughs> in the name of love. Before you break my heart. No. So I'm actually glad you brought this up because I saw this like posted and talked about a lot. And at first, like I talked a little shit too. But then, but then on the rewatch today, I noticed specifically that TJ says this will be the sickest challenge of this season. And you know right. what? The lie detector test determined that was true. Clarification, correct. So I still disagree. But Tony says no. What? What's? What was a cooler one this season so far? Honestly, the thing where they were whipping around throwing rings was more interesting than this. Interesting, yes, but I like. I guess that one was pretty cool to do. Also, and there was though. more involved because you had to get the person who was on the ground had to time the ring as much as they had to time throwing it. Whereas this one was very simply jump to the other truck. And the truck didn't really go anywhere. I thought it was going to be a lot more of you have to jump over and get back before the other truck leaves. But it was very much like if you manage to not get back with the key, something is wrong because this truck is going really slow. Yeah. And then when they busted out the back, I expected like something. But the whole the whole thing was we're going to drive away from the finish line and then you have to drive back to the finish line. Yeah. Faster than anybody else and break through the wall. Because you got to break the walls. Oh, you know what's really interesting about this whole dynamic we've got going on? What's that? Hold on, your favorite part. 
I just leave those in now, by you the way. You should. I do. <laughs> Sorry, it's what happens when you get the ganja. Fuck all of you guys. But what I was going to say is, as soon as Josh shows up, all of a sudden, Tony and me become hive mind once again. Because, yeah, it's yes. because we're balanced now. It, I have my hive mind oh, here. It, you got yours. It's it's copyright. Stop saying that. No, fuck you. Josh and <laughs> I started, started that. We started. Yeah, but you for got all the no, no, no. Yeah, for no. all the new listeners, for for you guys to know, if you don't know, now you fucking know. Okay, Josh and I started, started. hive mind. <laughs> Austin imitated, he never again. duplicated. I'm just going to let you guys keep talking. Our and barriers, the best. No, we we started that. First Tony of all, even oh, admitted oh, it oh, on the past stop, episode. Stop, first stop, of all, stop, first stop, of all, stop. I got this. I How got are this. you going to argue the fact that I've got someone named Stats and Info? Stats and Info. Oh, oh, hide oh mind. God. Oh my god. Hide mind. Boom. No. Right. Settled. You, you may think that you started Karina. it, but we perfected it. No, no. And we filed the paperwork first. Thank you. We got this, Karina. Little Miss Instagram, you gotta go do a post. Who has a better have mind, Karina and Josh? Have mind? Or you don't, you don't <laughs> want to do that. the whole have mind. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It don't even matter, dude. It's empty. Mm, we good. Yeah. I'm about to refill. Who has a better hive mind, me or you? Do me it. and you, or those two? Go All for right. it, dude, dude. Seriously, you already know. All right, yeah, we got they, this. Yeah, it's true. We do. I'm yeah, literally going to make a video uh, of every time me and Tony have said hive mind in the last fifty it's episodes. It's going to be like ninety five percent to five. Literally on Instagram. Sure. That's how that it's possible, end. but it won't be the way that you think it's going to be. Trust <laughs> me, it will. It will. Yeah, it will. <laughs> like you guys, but you're going to go down like the Atlanta Falcons against the I Patriots. Get a, I get a right to post. What? What? You can still get, write it. There's no post. Ahead. It's going to be a story. I get to yeah. write it. Why do you? No, you don't get to write it. I get to write it. Fuck. You're going to have implicit bias. What do you mean? No, I'm not. There's not going to be anything. I'm just going to say who has the better, like who, ha, who hive minds more, who hive minds better or whatever. However, first Josh of all, you're going to lose it. because the OGs Tony. are the newbies, the OGs are the newbies. Yeah. First of all, young man. Oh, well, young man. <laughs> I, like where, I like how you started this. <laughs> I like where this is going. Yeah. Anyways, you're going to cuff the balls, too. <laughs> that's why we don't fucking do video right there that's why we don't well, do video. Word. <laughs> when josh motherfucking chambers comes on you never know what's gonna happen i'm just saying like we're going to don't be scared don't be scared rick it's all good i have to stop wearing all my dragon ball shirts <laughs> no you don't get adult fucking clothes you should oh my god yeah i mean i'm wearing a t-shirt from a butcher shop so I think I'm going to oh, start investing in turtlenecks and blazers. <laughs> you going to get the gold chain? It, it's because I don't really have a chin anyway, so it just leads straight up. That's why you have a beard. I have a couple that I can give you one. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I have those chins. <laughs> Anyways, you know what? We're going to go down a rabbit hole if we keep doing this. Yeah. And I know we already promised that we're going to make it quick tonight because... Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. It, it's been a fucked up day. Um, yeah, it's been a really Let me rephrase that. It's been a fucked up afternoon since about 5.45 till about 8. So. <laughs> hey, with that yeah. being said, tell that boy I love him, but Uncle Josh is going to put a foot in his ass. Yeah, he, he almost got a couple of foots in his ass. I, was, I think they're called feet. <laughs> we'll put lots of foots. Lots of foots. And they think they're going to win hive mind. Jesus Christ. We are, I think we're going uh, back to half mind. Yeah. 
Come still on, mind. Mind. we're still winning. Still winning. Anyways, yeah, no, it would have. Uh, real quick, I think I showed amazing restraint because <laughs> I just had the fucking recap on or the fucking episode on watching and taking my last bit of notes. And he walked in. I just paused and looked at him, and I was like, "Go get your bike and bring it in." And he came in, and his dinner was on the table. And I go, "Go wash your hands." And he goes to sit down to eat. And I go, "Take your plate, put it on the counter, sit at the table, wait for your mom to get back." <laughs> yeah, and just blink. Did you just fucking leave? <laughs> did you just do a wardrobe change, Josh? My, what, what I mind. Doing? We both wore our challenge shirts. No, she wore her challenge shirt. You just went and changed mid episode. <laughs> I don't think so. I need proof. Just watch the video. It was we don't super do video. Obvious. I don't believe you. There's no video. Deal. Yeah, no, no the, it was a totally different color shirt. Are you still wearing the so. other shirt underneath it? This is the only one I've had on. Okay. Wow. That's also why we don't do video. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Look, are you guys sure you want to do this? You really want to do this video? Dude, you guys want to see I, I, these I really, scenes uh, we see? Oh my God. I love you guys. Once so they're seen, much. they cannot be unseen. They're the hairiest nipples I've ever seen. Tony was not expecting this tonight. He came in like, I'm going to be professional. We're going to fucking do this. He's got the glasses. He is, and then, and then, then he's he like, like, fuck, Josh is coming on. He's like, I'm going to take this serious tonight. And the rest of us were like, nope. Nope. <laughs> no. No. Nah, Sorry. Sorry, Tony. Oh, my God. Josh is, Josh is back. Eventually, eventually we will make an attempt at it and fail horribly at being well prepared doing her research or anything like that. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> we're going to do video and it's going to crash our podcast. Like we're going to ruin everything. <laughs> that is that is a fair assessment. <laughs> go, go out go out in a blaze of glory. Oh my god. We're going to find you know what we're going to do? We're going to interview someone we said we would never interview and that will be our last podcast ever because it will last for about three minutes. Yeah, I agree. Can I, can I say the name? No. Mm, not yet. I think there's a select type of people in the world, and, and both are okay, but there's one person that listens to audio-only podcasts. Like, I listen to Rogan a lot, and other podcasts yeah. like Dan Harlan or Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, and that's, but I only do the audio. I don't ever watch the video with it. But I know there's a certain group of people that really like video with their podcasts, you know, and it makes it mm -hmm. easier for them to remember and get into it. And I get that, totally get that. But Karina did bring up this idea that maybe some people who listen to us because we don't offer video at all, they have a hard time sometimes distinguishing our voices, especially when we have guests on. Um, yeah. And I was like, that's why I'm going to start when I start doing the intros after I say your name, like say hi or something like that, whatever you want to say, just so that way the voice is associated with the person. You know what I mean? And people think you sound like Devin. <laughs> I mean, thank you, because... I, I'm trying to be as sexy as Devin is right now. I'm wearing a Speedo right now. You guys just can't tell because, you know, he really goes I've to the waist. You, you have a pony cake. He has a six pack. I was Come told on. that I sound like Zach Nichols. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that. I heard that one too. Yeah. And going back to what Josh confused. just said, uh, I, I look yeah. like Big Easy, so I don't care. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> going back to what Josh just said, uh, they said I sound like Devin, not look like Devin. Yeah, so, sound like Devin. I look like Bubba Sparks, but that's a different story. <laughs> You've seen my high school photos, Karina. You know what I look like. And you're only missing a gold tooth mm -hmm. to be Bubba Sparks. It's getting ugly. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey everyone, welcome back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Tonight we've got another episode of the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable, where we were going to be recapping, what is it, episode nine? Yes. Yep. Transform the World by Optimus Prime, coming to <laughs> Amazon soon. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazon? I don't know. It just felt right. Oh. I, you know, I commit and I just go I, mean, I would have gone with theaters, but you know, whatever, it's fine. Amazon and theaters, they're still doing early releases because of you know, pandemics and Got whatnot it. in certain areas. I, I don't know that I'm Both Optimus that and Amazon prime. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the prime brothers. Yeah, brother. <laughs> All right. So we've got myself, Ricky Hayes. I've got my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. I've got Tony stats and info Lance. We had Josh chambers, um, but unfortunately he got disconnected right as we were coming in. But with that being said, let's get into this episode. So, I actually kind of enjoyed this episode, um, not for the daily. I'm going to put that out there right now. <laughs> right off top, right out the gate. <laughs> the elimination was all right. It was all right. It was interesting. It was all right. It was interesting. Um, it probably was, it was probably a blast to do. It would have been fun if it wasn't an, like if an you weren't getting possibly getting sent home. Yeah, it probably would have been a lot of fun. Be out there with them giant ass. Like to do it with Kendall would have been a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like Kendall, it's like, all right, let's just have fun. You know, right. and I'm like about that. So oh, yeah. but I get what you're saying on that, Tony. But this episode had a really heavy political feel throughout mm-hmm. the whole first portion and even after the daily and yeah that's where the meat and potatoes really was in this um so much so that we were confused that um we reached out to some people to get some clarification we'll we'll try to give that to you guys we have our sources karina (laughs) won't tell you and she'll edit whoever i say out so just trust just trust we got y'all though okay we don't like to drop names and stuff but trust we got you we got you i just realized something I feel like they've got like placeholders for the political episodes. So we had that first political episode earlier on in the season. And that episode gave us context for what happened up until this point. And now we've got another political episode, which will probably see us through to the end of the season. But there's been a shift. So the political stuff that we learned, like at the beginning, has shifted either because the people are gone or the alliances have sort of moved around. And this kind of leads us through to the end of the season. It's very reminiscent of USA one, because if you remember, Mm -hmm. like we got an intro in the beginning, it was survivor strong and big brother and Mm -hmm. all this shows with amazing race, figuring out where they're going to link up. And then it shifted. And then all of a sudden it shifted at like episode seven. We're like, what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? (laughs) And it felt like the same exact thing. And that's why like, we had so many questions about this episode and we want clarification on some very specific things that were said um, that just didn't not make sense. in yeah. confessional or could be voiceover. Like we saw them physically saying these words. Mm-hmm. So it makes it very interesting. With that being said, let's get into it because the intro is different. Instead of it being normal house scene, we get right into a bar scene, which I enjoy. I was going to say, what did you guys think about that? Because I actually like, I don't know. As I guess I'm skeptical. I don't like that we started with the bar scene because then it literally could have been taken from any point during the entire season, which makes no sense because you can edit it and put it wherever. But for whatever reason in my head, I'm like, if they do a daily and then they do the bar scene after, then that's totally how it went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but where it's in the beginning, I'm like, no, they probably shot that some other time. 
That was like four weeks ago. (laughs) That was four weeks ago. That was when he started. I already saw Danny wear that shirt. (laughs) Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, no, it makes no sense why that's my mindset. But 100 percent. I'm like, no, this does not fit the format of the show. Therefore, that is totally from some other time during the run of the show. Well, and that's the thing is like, it's funny. This has nothing to do with the episodes, more just reality TV in general. But like, that's why it's funny that confessionals are put as like a point of authority, but you notice that they're wearing the same shirt throughout the whole confessional throughout the whole season. They tell them to try to wear the same. Yeah. But even if they do one after the season, you know, Mm -hmm. they, you know, they come in to do voiceover work after the season. Oh yeah. 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 So anything can be said and placed anywhere. But it's just it's an interesting dynamic how we all view these uh, the way yeah. they do the show. With that being said, let's get into this, because this bar scene isn't like normal bar scene. It's not people dancing. You see one shot of like, I think it's Casey and Troy sitting there having a beer, like enjoying each other's company and getting to know each other's partners, which, you know, shout out to Casey because she doesn't get a lot of recognition for this. But working on that social game and connecting with her partner and it's yeah. a smart move. It's yeah. what she does as well. as She does every season, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Totally. Agreed. Yeah, she's like a like a social assassin almost where we don't see it happen, but she's tight with like everyone in the house. Yeah, exactly. And in a different dynamic, I could see her cool with the people she's opposed to this season uh, based on Alliance, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's really what this bar scene is about is it's breaking down to us, the audience, what the alliances are in the house with a little sprinkling of an alliance that you guys may not have really noticed, but kind of questioned. We get right off the bat that Casey's working with Tori and Jordan. Which is assumed. Yeah, Yeah, because if you're working with Tori, you're obviously working with Jordan. And there you go. It it is what it is. Yeah. And then we get Danny's alliance, which is, you know, Sarah, yes, and Emily. And then Tori's alliance, which is Casey and Jordan. And then Theo. It's like. That was random. What was that about? He's been in like every time that the legends are talking about an alliance, because normally the legends end up being like Tori and casey or tori and jordan but theo's always there like he's never been in any of the conversations that they've had yeah they've never even mentioned him they're actively going against his partner but then they're working with him well and i think theo says it perfectly at the end of this episode and i'll get into that because i made sure i took note of it (laughs) what i found interesting because i've seen the talk on twitter but tori and and Danny having the conversation, the heart to heart, the heart to heart. And I, yeah. Danny, I saw Danny put on Twitter. It's like the hundredth heart to heart that yeah. they've had. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> but, um, you know, but she wasn't dishonest in what she was saying at all. She no. was, she was saying, no. look, we're getting out to that point of the season where you've got your people. I've got my people. We've got to figure out how to work this where maybe one of my people and maybe one of your people get sacrificed. Obviously they don't want either of them to be sacrificed. Right. Right. But there's, you're coming down to the end of the game. It it just, it's going to happen. happen. It has to happen. Yeah. The wording was interesting though, because I almost feel like she said at the end of it, she said something along the lines of, and at, at the end, hopefully only one of us will lose their alliance or something like that she said like, no she I'm said i'm pretty sure you meant to say that both of you like that it'll be equal she said no she said um she's i can't remember the exact words but she said one of the sides is gonna end up having to get hurt and then yes. he was like yeah. and then he goes well we're gonna have to figure it out and she goes well i'm gonna think on it 
or maybe I'll drink on it. And then that was the end of their little heart to heart. But yeah, it's just it. I can see how hard she's fighting it, you know, and, and I appreciate, you know, Danny's trying to work with her, you know, at least like from the edit. Obviously, I don't we didn't see yeah. a whole lot of his side of the of the conversation. A lot of it was just like Tori talking or at least from what I can remember. I, I like that. I like that he's he's making the olive branch. He's, he's yeah, the he's making the effort. Thank you. I couldn't think of well, the word. And, and, he's making the effort. And I was going to say, I and we're going to get into this, but I think Danny has very a very valid point in what he says at the end of that little chat, which is my concern is that Tori is willing to vote us in instead of one of her alliance members. Well, she already did, and, which she has. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's a repeating trend, which we'll get into, but it's. It's a very valid point because challenge rule number one, don't vote yourself in. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like the number one fucking. Oh, rule. absolutely. You know what I absolutely. mean? And so it's a very, very valid concern that Danny has with the situation. Yeah. Especially if you're sitting close enough to the start of the votes. If you burn on yourself and people are tired of it, then they're going to burn on you, too. And it's no longer a burn vote. They're sending you in. Exactly. exactly. What Banana said. Yeah. Well, and I got this in a message from one of our listeners this what yesterday i guess thursday i don't even <laughs> yeah i guess today's still friday huh so she reached out to me and she you know we were talking she asked me how i felt about you know that situation and you know so we were just going back and forth with that and you know and she brought up a good point at the beginning of the season when kaz did this for zara and pretty much was like i will go down there before I send my girl in like that's just I'm not I'd rather go in myself than vote for her to go in and I was like look I so I totally get that viewpoint and I appreciate the loyalty that that Tori's trying to show Casey and you know Danny could be right Tori obviously is willing to vote them and you know it could have gone really bad but she has to realize that it's about more you know and that's kind of the conversation that I was having with this listener is like Yes, it's commendable. And we, you know, we praised the shit out of Kaz for doing it for Zara at the beginning of the season. But they weren't in partners at that point yet, were they? Do you mean that Zara did it for Kaz? Or was it Zara for Kaz? Zara it was for Zara Kaz. for Kaz. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I actually okay, messed that up. Now I know up. what you're talking about. Now, okay, okay yeah, so yeah. I messed that up talking It was to- week elimination two, I think. So were they in partners by that? Yeah, time? they were in. No, it was, it, it was. Well, Zara, it was Zara and, and Grant, remember? Because they put in Kiki versus. Right, it was the first episode. Yeah. Because they were trying to get rid of a female player to even it up so they could pick teams. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. So anyway, so it was the very <laughs> first. Everything I said. <laughs> yeah, that's an info. <laughs> okay so anyway moving on so it was zara i made that mistake sorry about that um i i had originally and in the messages i said kaz and i had him flipped but anyway and we did we totally praised the hell out of zara for doing that and having that kind of loyalty and being mm-hmm. able to say look i'd rather go in than send my best friend in and i praised tori for having that same kind of loyalty but at the same time you're in a partnership now. Like you have to also think about your partner. It's not just you saying I'll go down there for my girl. It's you saying we'll go down there for my girl. And yeah, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, so that's my only argument with that because I did get that in a few of the messages that I got on Instagram this week was that like, Oh, that's so, you know, like why is everybody mad at Tori for wanting to be loyal to her friend? And it's like, 
there's more she needs to think She's about. She's friends with everyone. That's fair. And, and, and the hard part to argue is I don't know the history of Zara and Kaz's friendship. If it was just from the challenge UK or if it goes beyond that. Yeah, I'm not sure. And, and so it's hard for me to argue that I know where I know a decent idea of where Casey and Tori's friendship started. And that would have been 35. Yeah. Right. So that's a little bit easier to judge. I know about Tori and Jordan's relationship and look at the same time, like I, and it's true. We would give people shit about it, but we, yet we pray or we give Tori shit about it, but we do praise Nelson for volunteering to go in for Corey. Right. But again, like I was saying, is that, is that, it's different when it's when you're doing that to just yourself, you know, and yeah, trust me, this that, is yeah, hard, that's, that's this a is fair hard point. for that's me to say point. because I love Tori and I love that. Like I said, I, I internally, I love the loyalty she's trying to show to Casey, but at the same time, you're not, you're not doing it to just yourself. You're not alone. You have a partner that you're also risking by throwing down there instead of just playing the game for yourself for to win, you know? So that's the only thing that I'm like, yes, I see where people are coming from. Um, like, you know, all the big Tory fans where they're like, you know, I love that she's being so loyal and she's not letting, you know, herself be pushed into, you know, voting for her friend or whatever. But at the same time, she has to realize that she's on a team and and that's got to come first. And that's like, again, that's hard to say, but it's it is. hard to argue any of that because yeah. it's it's accurate. You know what I mean? At least in my view, I think I think that's yeah. fair, that's fairly yeah. accurate. And it, yeah. And the, the thing that's the thing that's hard, I guess, the thing that I struggle with. And I mean, like, we're all Tory fans here, right? Like, yeah, the, Major, thing, that, yeah. the thing that I struggle with is she's unwilling to say Casey's name out of loyalty and out of friendship. Casey is not opposed to saying Tory's name but still has that same loyalty and friendship towards Tori. It's just a matter of like separation of game and outside. And that's not to say that like Tori can't make that separation. It's just a matter of how she is playing the game currently is that friend outside of the house means no bueno on votes. And there are other people who aren't playing that way. So it's an it's really interesting when you see a tight friendship where one is ultimately willing to say the other's name if it comes down to it, whereas the other one would rather burn a vote on themselves than say somebody else's name. I'm not in that situation. I'm not in the house. It's a whole different ball game. It, it's hard to judge because we're not in that yeah. situation. Yeah. And 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 ninety nine percent of us never will be. Right. With that Green being said. Yeah, she's the one out of all of us. Um, no. With that being said, it's just an interesting dynamic to look at, mm -hmm. no matter what side you're trying to place yourself on. Right. And I think a reoccurring yeah. theme that we've all had throughout this season is being able to see that Danny, Sarah are playing the same game that Tori, Jordan, Casey are playing. And we can say Danny, Sarah, Emily. Right. Or we could say, you yeah. know, whoever. They're playing the same game. It's just not with each other until they have yeah. to. And that's what we're yeah. seeing now. Mm -hmm. And and it leads into what I was talking about earlier. And we were all talking about actually, as far as the big question about what we hear in this bar scene, and it kind of opens up our view on things. So Jordan says, Danny and Sarah are doing everything they can to protect Emily. And yes, and it's screwing up the Alliance. First of all, and this was, I think all of our question was, 
Since when was there a fucking alliance of those three? <laughs> we that's yeah. the first we've heard or those, you know, how's yeah, this like work? The last we knew, like Danny was going after Jordan and wanted him out. Yeah. And now like Jordan's like, oh, this alliance that we have us three and fucking breaking news hear all about it yeah i mean i yelled at the tv when i was watching it by myself and then when i watched it again tonight sarah yelled at the tv <laughs> and then i wrote it i wrote in all caps in my notes jordan they are not in your alliance and they do not need to stand with you <laughs> oh, so, well i i want to bring this up is we all had that question i didn't really catch on the first watch through i caught it today and I talked to Karina about it and Karina was already on that case. Yeah, I yeah. So I actually did catch it Wednesday and it was it just felt odd because I was like, what the f- yeah. like, what happened? You know, and so never been mentioned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, like we said a little bit earlier, um, you know, obviously there are people from the cast that we do talk to. Don't really like to drop names of where we get info, but I did reach out to a few people and. It turns out that they actually are. So Jordan, Kaz, Danny, Tori, and Sarah Theo are like working together. And then that fourth spot, because they're like making like, you know, almost like a little team of four to kind of go, you know, to the final or whatever. But that fourth spot seems to be the one that is rotating and that they're kind of, I don't want to say like bickering, but it's the one that they're going back and forth of, you know, who is going to fill that fourth spot? Is it going to be somebody from, the Tory Jordan side of the alliance Casey. or somebody from Danny Sarah's side of the alliance, you know, or whatever. And so, but yeah, it was actually really shocking to hear that they, those three teams are in fact working together, confirmed fucking shocker to me. Like, and that just proves that you can't rely on the edit of these shows because sometimes they don't show you shit and then they'll just like throw something at you, which tells me obviously that this is an important piece that they want us to know right now, which means it's going to probably come into play very soon. And we see a little bit of it at the end of this episode, but they had to hit us so quick with so much information at one time because they haven't been showing any of this. They've been pounding this Danny versus Jordan and Sarah versus Tori thing in our head this whole season. And it hasn't even really been like that. Like, I when you said that, like, you know, they just pounce it on you and they don't explain it. and you, it, it plays a bigger role. You know what it made me think of? And the USA? light bulbs went off right away. First of all, yes, USA. But I want to bring this up first and I'll get into it deeper uh, on the USA part is bananas wearing the boots. It has a deeper <laughs> meaning. Something is going to happen. I No, I'm joking. Um, No, but with got the, the boot. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Oh. Oh, twist that knife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So the USA thing, like we said earlier, is the main reference to this because we saw the same thing where it was Survivor Strong and the Big Brother crew and the Love Island crew. And well, even like the what was it? It what, what did they call it? It was Desi um, Triple D. Triple D, yeah. yeah. Like, we literally did not see any of that yeah. until, like, right at the Dom. very end. Well, yeah. all of a sudden, Big Brother and, and certain challengers are working together in one episode. It's like, whoa, what the fuck what happened? happened here? And it's the same thing. Like, this stuff builds up, and we just don't hear about it until they decide, okay, let's make the story. Oh, we ha- oh, wait, we forgot to tell them about this all season. We have to hurry up and tell yeah. them about this because it's going to be a big part in this next episode or whatever, you know? Like... That's really what it feels is it's like when I tell you guys a story and I'm like three quarters of the way through it and I'm like, oh, wait, rewind. I forgot to tell you this. 
and then okay jump back up like that's what it feels like they're doing and I know I should be used to it because that's how I communicate but I don't like it (laughs) that's what Jay said like Jay from Final Alliance said when we were talking like yes. last week it, when production shows you something and it's completely out of left field, then you're like, okay, cool. So why are you telling me this now? It, because it, exactly. you, and you immediately know yeah. that it's going to come into play. It's almost like a, it's like a foreshadow. It's like when they foreshadow the elimination, they're foreshadowing something is going to explode between these three teams. It just, yeah, precisely. Just makes me feel like more and more watching this. It's a fucking tryout for CBS. It really does. And I know that's a really off the wall subject change and I'm not going to get into it right now. I'll save it for a different night. It just feels like it is like they're previewing these fucking quick changes. Like what happened on survivor, like the Alliance changes that happen out of nowhere. They're, they're bringing this in there and they're going to try to transition in. They're going to say, look, watch the social game of survivor, but the fifth sport of, you know, blah, 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 because of the athletics of it. I, it's just a feeling I get about this. I just feel like we're right about this one. I don't know. I, I would like, I am not as opposed to like the CBS side of things as some people are simply because there are a lot of people from Survivor that could very easily be pulled in. And I think, and I know that I come from Survivor as being my original fandom. So it makes sense that I would think this. But I appreciate their style of gameplay and what it has the potential to do to pull away from the vets take out the rookies. Here's my thing. I I don't think it's and this is where I think the interpretation between me and you and the high minds kind of having a little bit of a disconnect. One of the fiber optics is kinked is I think it's a tryout for MTV players on CBS. I don't disagree. And I feel like that they are going to do, and this is Karina's idea that I've talked to you about, where they're going to come up with USA as the feeder for Survivor into the flagship. Maybe. We've had this conversation a lot, but anyways, I feel like we're getting way off base, and I want to reel us back in if you guys are not opposed to that now. Great. I'm going to use this name about this next scene, because this is the last kind of part in the bar scene. And I was talking to Tony or I was talking to someone about this. The misfits are falling apart, but they're falling apart because of decisions that were made a week or two weeks ago now. And it's finally coming to fruition on what's happening in the house. And it leads into Kaz talking to Tristan about their friendship. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, last week, you guys are the ones that took out Kaz and Jordan instead of Darrell and Kiki, you know, like Troy and Casey. Yeah. And. And that leads into the other theme. They got voted in out of nowhere from Emily and yes, who they saved, you know, and it bit them in the ass. So decisions that were made before come back to bite them in the ass on this one. But to be fair, though, like Tristan and Kaz both said, like in this, that neither of them, even though that they won UK together or whatever, neither one of them had had any kind of game talk with each other up to this point at all. Yeah. So it's not like they were like necessarily working together or had any type of alliance or agreement or anything like that before this. They hadn't even like talked about the game. So I don't think it was again. I think, you know, Tristan and Kaz, especially after seeing their conversation, they also seem like the type of people who can have that separation of real life versus game life. Oh, and 
they obviously cl- make sure that like they're like, yo, this is how I see it. You see it the same way. We cool. We cool. We cool. All right. Good. And and they and and they move on, you know, and, and some people can't do that an exact transcription of what happened. I know. Yeah. right? It was fucking perfect. I'm not <laughs> and I'm not arguing that I'm arguing the fact that that they didn't have that conversation prior to all of this. So they had a clear movement and path for themselves. Well, yeah, they didn't see a need to, yeah. I don't think. And I think that's why they're having it. Two eliminations, three eliminations from the final, something like that. Like this conversation was actually from week one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, when they got in the house, they're like, we should have this conversation. And then they're like, that seems like an episode nine conversation. I, I don't know. I just, I think it actually just, it, it, it almost, impresses me i don't necessarily want to say impressed but it almost you know amazes me a little more that that did happen last week and then they're they're still as close as they were before like there was literally no hard feelings for the game being played and i liked that like Kaz didn't take it personal you know what i mean and i like that a lot but i do think there was a bit of foreshadowing in the part of this conversation where she's talking about her and jordan and saying that even though me and Jordan are on a team and it's Jordan, he doesn't make all the decisions. We're a team. Yeah. yeah. That goes beyond foreshadowing. It's like seven shadowing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is like, it's Jordan. And depending on who's up there, you're not going to have a say because he's going to force the hand just like Zach did with Amanda (laughs) or, you know, uh, where they forced the stalemate, all of that shit. I've preferred if what happened with Zach and Amanda happened. Me too. I I love Jordan. We know this. I fully appreciate Jordan. I appreciate what he brings to the game. I appreciate the growth that he's had over the last couple of seasons. He gets my dishonorable mention for the episode because I'm annoyed. Because at least based on the edit, and I know we're jumping around, but based on the specific edit that we got, he completely like shut Kaz out of the decision making for who was going in spoiler alert they win the daily but who was going into elimination from the edit he did not speak to her and she asked him a question and he just sort of like half shrugged and that was the extent of it and then she was the one who ultimately had to tell tristan and kellyanne that they were going in while jordan just stood there and again all editing could very well have been that he made that face And then they had a discussion about it, but we only saw him make that face. And then that was it. Yeah. I'm just making the assumption that Jordan had that conversation probably wasn't on camera where he goes, look, if it was anyone but Tori, I would not vote them in. I just presume that. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I think Jordan is at that point where he is so straightforward enough that he goes anyone else and they wouldn't go in. Yeah. But But because it's rooting for UK and he was the one who put UK in and it was just gross. But but it's but that but but that. okay, we'll talk about that when we get to the elimination. Okay, loved him last week. I'll love him again next week, but I'm annoyed at him right now. Okay, so so but that in my opinion, that doesn't mean shit because it's not like he specifically picked them out of everyone. He had two fucking options and one of them is literally his number one ally in the house. So it's like, what, what was he supposed to do? Throw fucking Tori and Danny down there? Like, but that was, was he, the plan. Was he supposed to the do? Literal plan, the literal plan was to get Tristan and Kellyanne out. He said that when he was talking to Sarah and Tori. 
I think the literal plan was to lose either Darrell, Kiki, or Tristan, or it was yeah, it Kellyanne. was to lose. I don't think it was specifically well, that's, that's one. Be, yeah, that's because that they they were already in. They were already going to go in. I don't even know who's left at this point. I don't remember any of the teams. We could be talking about all of the teams that are actually left, and the only option was Tristan and Kellyanne. If it wasn't Casey and Troy, I don't know anymore. Yeah, and I think that's fair, but I do get what you're saying, too. I think it's like it would be different to me. It would be different if it was like, okay, here's the losers. Here's the winners. Winners, you get to pick anybody out of the house that you want. And then he picks, you know, a UK player and then cheers on that same UK player like that would be weird to me. But when you're like put in the predicament that Jordan and Kaz were put in, what's he supposed to do? He doesn't want. The argument to that, that uh, that Tony's doing and I'm hive minding this is that that plan was orchestrated by Jordan was to have either Danny Tory or Sarah Theo go in mm-hmm. as the the, you know, the pawn vote, mm-hmm. which yeah. wasn't going to happen. And with Danny Tory going in, it was an obvious sign that. They're not going in and Kellyanne and Tristan are going into this. Mm-hmm. And I know we're way ahead of where we're at in the recap and that's fine. Fuck it. If you haven't watched the episode, why are you listening why are you to listening us right to us? now? Yeah. It, See, but, there you go. High mind. Word for boom. But I get, I get both sides. I'm just, to me, it's the obvious. You know what I mean? I think also my issue was resolved by me just writing down all the names of the people that are left. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the only teams that are actually left as of where we are in the episode right now, Darrell Kiki, Tori, Danny, Kaz, Jordan, Casey, Troy, Emily. Yes. Kellyanne, Tristan and Sarah Theo. That's it, right? Yeah. So who else is going in? Yeah. I retract my statement and my anger because (laughs) Yeah, they're the only it's option. Just, it's just at that time of the game, you know, we've got like really the only option other than Troy and Casey or Emily. And yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Tony, in this situation, what really works right for me is just say you were right, Karina. Just believe me. Do it. <laughs> no, then she'll have the audio of me saying it and she'll just put it everywhere. She already has it, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if she does. She I does. suppose I've said all the separate words. Yeah, so exactly. Just put it together. together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fine. It's like Karina, you're alive. you were right. Yep. Now you got it. Ah, oh, happy. <laughs> but um I'll get good at it now. The last thing I want to talk about this and because the rest of the episode goes pretty quick after this. Yeah. Is um and I want to bring this up because not the conversation that they have because it's Kellyanne and Kiki as far as their political game, because we already know where that political game is, and it's unfortunately a sinking ship at this moment because the numbers just aren't there. No. Unfortunately, but the conversation that Kiki has about people think she's just there at first glance to have fun or whatever, but it's really about proving something to herself and, you know, going through different things growing up as well as dealing with domestic violence and, you know, shining light on that. And, you know, I thought that was important to bring up. I thought that was very cool of the of the editors to include that. Absolutely. Um, You know, so major props to them. I loved the way she delivered that message. I loved the closing of the, you know, of the confessional where she said, you know, I just want to show, you know, other little girls who are going through hard times that the only person that they need to get permission from, you know, to follow their dreams is themselves. Uh, you know, so super love that Queen Kiki. I am loving her. Um, and I'm really, really glad that they kept that in. Absolutely. Any challenge Kiki immediately, like at the top of the list. 
I she is one of the the international players that I would really like to see come back multiple times. I want to yeah. talk to her. Yeah, I would love to talk I, to her yeah. as well. Also, she likes cats, so that's another point for me. We got cats here, Kiki. <laughs> her and her and Zara both were the two that when they came over, like when they were announced as part of the cast, they were the ones that I was very vocal of like do not sleep on these people. They are absolutely people to watch because I know that not everybody got the chance to watch all of the feeder shows. So they were the two that I was like really advocating for because they're both like fantastic performers. And I would love to see both of them back on the challenge. Agreed. Yeah. So from there we get into the daily. This one's called highway hijacking. The intro is the fucking cast sitting on a bleachers or whatever, standing on bleachers and Fucking here comes TJ fucking speeding down this runway fucking on a razor side by side. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't own one. So yeah, who forgive knows? me. Followed by a drone. Yeah, it was fucking badass to see TJ fucking speeding anywhere on any type of vehicle. Always. So fucking game with that. Then uh, we get the obvious advertising intro for the new movie Transformers. A.K.A. they gave them a lot of time in the daily because I am sure they got a lot of money from them. <laughs> Rise of the Beast. <laughs> so, I am sure that, that the Transformers movie paid for this daily challenge. That's the whole title. What me and Karina <laughs> said and then me right there. That's the whole title in case you wanted to go see it in theaters. <laughs> These scenes are corny just like when you know Burger King sponsors. I mean it's cool. Boots and yeah, the Puss in Boots hey, was... Leave Puss in Boots out of this. Puss <laughs> in Boots, I forget what the name of the new one is, but it's actually like exactly. a fucking did you, amazing movie. Did you see it? Yeah? Okay. Look, yeah, I'm going to say this. Of all the fucking spinoff characters from Shrek, that was the one that didn't need a movie. Just putting that <laughs> out there. I would, that movie made me appreciate him more as a spinoff character than I actually appreciated him in the Shrek movie. Anyways. Makes sense. Back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast, not the Shrek Fandom Podcast, but that's a new idea because I love Shrek. Yeah. We should do a sideshow. Dude, we could do anything Mike Myers, but that's another story. (laughs) Deal. He's Canadian. I'm in. I know you are. So, um, obviously, all Transformer themed. This one is called Highway Hijacking. In order to do this, I don't know if these stats are right. I'll double check later, but if they're not, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but 50% speed and 50% need the need for speed. Woo. That was top Yay. 10, but, but whatever, <laughs> you know, it worked. I committed. So That's corny. What, basically what they had to do the is. the corniest explanation ever. Yeah. They had to, they had to shoehorn in so many transformer words. Yeah. That like the explanation of the entire thing took so much longer. So dumb. I'm going to try to do it in is least amount of words as I physically can. All right, I'm, I'm going to count. Two semis right next to each other going the same speed. You have to hop from one semi to the other, grab a key, go back to the other semi, unlock that key, or use that key to unlock a box, hit a button. Your partner's beneath you in the semi-trailer on a Razor side-by-side. When you hit the button, green light goes off. They have to drive out of it straight to the finish line. That's it. Yeah, Boom. end of daily. Yeah, it is probably... The least exciting thing to watch as a viewer, but the most exciting thing for them to do, because I can imagine running on top of a giant trailer, jumping from one to the the other one and then driving out of that. Yeah. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. As a viewer. okay. (laughs) I just expect I expected something else from the driving portion, because really all it was is like the truck starts off 
essentially at the finish line and drives away from it. And then you jump, get the key, come back, push the button, and then your partner drives back to the finish line again. Like, I don't I don't know if I wanted like a ramp or like an obstacle course, something like circle where you go upside down or what. But I want it. Yeah, something. Even if you just had to, like, run over a balloon that was tethered somewhere. I'd be fine with that. Something, anything. Have them have to jump back and forth a couple of times. Get a a couple of keys. Like three keys. Yeah, Yeah. something, you know. And then, yeah, like when they get down, like maybe they got to like go through here and turn this way. And then the finish line is over there or something. Maybe we shouldn't include turns knowing what we saw. Yeah, no. That's a good point. That's a good point. All gas, no brake. You probably, (laughs) you know what? I just want to say really quick. She probably should have used a a little bit of brake. Okay. Just. All all jokes aside, let's try some all jokes aside. I'm very happy that they were in five point harnesses wearing helmets. Yes. Um, she kept her arms yeah. inside the vehicle. She turned out to be OK. Just got some whiplash from what we saw. Maybe a little bit more. A couple bruises, I'm sure. Yes. because uh, she rolled that vehicle one full rotation minimum, maybe one and a half. I I didn't break it down in slow motion. But and but you could tell she was absolutely fucking terrified. Probably uh, yeah. understandable. Yeah. yeah, understandably, you know, but good thing she was OK. The thing yes. I didn't like about this is even though whoever finished this, it could have came down to like the millisecond of who finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't matter because we couldn't tell anything. It all looked the same. And yeah, so I'm glad they sped through it. I agree. I'm glad we didn't have to yeah. sit there and watch like the full play out for every single team. Because it was just, it was boring to watch. But I'm sure, again, I'm sure it was absolutely badass to do. But it was just like, bleh, to watch. Despite the fact that we saw the crash on the next time on, it still surprised me and made me jump. Because I was like 99% sure that it was Emily when I saw the next time on. Because like, that's who I thought it was. I couldn't tell it was Emily or Sarah. And when Sarah made, like she was first and she did it. I was like, okay, so it was definitely Emily. But then Emily made it across the finish line, too. It was like, oh, okay. And I was watching it by myself, but I still said out loud, oh, I guess it's not. uh." And then as I started to continue the rest of her name, it flipped. It flipped. (laughs) Yeah. 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 She just she went in a little bit hot. She tried to turn it without enough brake. And unfortunately, she's going way too fast to try to turn like that. Yeah, I just didn't expect it past the finish line, I guess. Like I it's like safe zone. I I thought it was going to be more from the next on, which is my fault because it's edited to look like, oh, my God, look what happens. But did you guys notice that Darrell was the only one to only male competitor to drive? And I feel like it's because he's like fucking on top of a semi. That's too high up. Yeah, I I noticed it the other way. I was like, oh, Kiki's the only one to go get the key rather than Darrell's the only one driving. I was the one sitting. I was sitting there the whole time and I was like, how did Kaz bribe Jordan into not being in that car? I feel like Jordan. What did she bribe him with? I feel like Jordan knew he would have just done better on the top is I think. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. He probably told her like fucking gun that shit. (laughs) Because what they didn't show us. And I've noticed this is. When something big happens like that, where it makes a difference, it feels like they do a shot of it where you can't tell how big of a difference it makes. Right. And the way they did that overhead shot of Kaz coming out and then TJ going, holy shit, or whatever he said. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't look any different. I didn't understand. And then, like, we get to the part where he announces the winners and and he's like, 
he said, I don't even remember exactly what he said, but he like totally like pumped her up and hyped her up for yeah. how she came out of the trailer. And I was like, what, what does she do different? I, I didn't. She just fucking punched that thing. That's what she did differently. But I'm just shocked that Jordan didn't want to be in that damn car. (laughs) Emily has the line of the entire episode, possibly the series, the season. Please don't show my mom or she won't let me come back again. That was really fucking funny, honestly. I don't know about the season, but 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 that was a good episode. It was really good. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot. who can you how can you rate this shit? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, but, even just Tori, like because, yeah, no, Tori's she <laughs> her confessional, though, because she she also kind of she doesn't flip hers, but she just kind of she flips it. it. She doesn't she roll tips it. it on the side. Yeah. Um. But uh, she's like <laughs> she because her confessional is like last second. I just decided that I wanted to do a donut. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, Tori. What the fuck? <laughs> she popped out laughing. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> Of course you decided last minute you wanted to try to do a donut. Like, no. Of of course, with like the helmet comes off, shaking the hair out. I fucking love her. Oh, my God. Shampoo commercial. You're right. Um, (laughs) She had the urge. So it turns out, like we said, Jordan and Kaz win. And look, I love you, Alex. And if you happen to listen to this, but that comment I made about Jordan is turning out to be right. You want to be partnered with him at the end because he's going to get you about three daily wins. He's on two right now. Just putting that out into the universe. Alex, I love you, buddy. I hope you come back soon so we can recap some more. Um, I know it's going to be pretty quickly with another mid season. Um, (laughs) So Kiki and Darrell come in last. Yeah. Go check out two dudes. Watch cartoons. Nice. Look at you. You didn't even mess that up this time. No, I do that on purpose when he's here. No, That's I will tie it in with Transformers. One of the more recent ones was <laughs> Iron Giant, which was badass. They did a really good episode on Iron Giant. All right. So, um, like we said, Jordan and Kaz end up winning this daily by who knows how much time we they don't ever tell us. TJ seconds. said seconds. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm sure. The losers also lost by seconds. So. Seconds. Kiki and Darrell end up being the losers in this one, like you said. And that pretty much wraps that up. We're going into the house. But before we do that, we're going into this ad from Spotify for podcasters. All right, guys, thank you so much for sticking through that ad. Um, So after the daily, uh, we get house scene. It kind of recaps everything. We kind of know what was going to happen previewed earlier. Right. The first person or the first part is Kellyanne knows right off top based on numbers that she's probably going in and she's fucking campaigning hard. She's talking to everybody. Trying to get them to throw in their number one to save her. But she's she's also like going and I agree 100 percent with Tristan right here. She's going at people so hard, like even in just the way she's approaching them and the way that she's talking to them. And it honestly, it gave me vibes like she she really got up like her ego. She really it really got fed with her plan working out a couple weeks ago of her being able to flip the vote. And I feel like she was trying to kind of like do that again. And she just kind of thought that these same people would just kind of fall in line with her. And, you know, I don't know. I just I didn't like the way she approached this. We're going to we're going to slightly differ on hive mind. If you agree, I don't disagree that the approach was not great. My take on it was 
she's basically been having to play from the bottom from the very beginning of the game. Like she was the quote unquote last pick, which there's nobody who's a bad pick out of the legends. And Tristan and Kellyanne are a good team. I took it as this was the last ditch effort, even more so fueled by the fact that I've only just figured out while recording this podcast, who's actually left in the game Mm -hmm. that there's no one else to push for Drell and Kiki are already in, right? There is no one else that she can push for with anyone else that's still in the house that isn't tightly aligned. Like Mm -hmm. Kiki, Darrell and Kellyanne and Tristan are not, I don't want to say that they're the stragglers because they're two of my favorite teams, but they're, they're the teams that their only connection in the game is each other at this point. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally, I totally see that. I I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it could have been, I don't know. I just feel like it could have been approached better. And then like going to yes and asking him if him and Emily would be willing to vote for Sarah Theo and Tori Danny and Tori Danny. Well, she said Sarah Theo at one point and she came back and she was like, okay, if you can't say Sarah, can you say Tori, Danny, and Casey, Casey, Troy. Troy. And I'm just like, who are you paying attention? I feel like it was out. Yeah. I feel like it was more so out of desperation than out of like bravado at that point because it was just like, I'm going to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks because, yeah. So I guess my, my take is regardless, no matter how hard she pushes, if it doesn't work, it's still her going in. And she's now at a point where she's trying to change. The fact that she's going in rather than trying to actually have much movement in the house, mm-hmm. because probably as soon as Darrell and Kiki lost, it was a foregone conclusion to most of the other teams there that they were going to find a way to put Kellyanne and Tristan in elimination against them. So you want to know how much high mind we are is my what I was going to say after you got done saying yours and then Karina start talking and then I was going to talk, but then you came in saying exactly what i was gonna say which was in a sports analogy she's going in there throwing up a hail mary is it pretty yeah no are the odds of it landing good no but it's all she's got left you know what else is she gonna do yeah no and, and i get it i don't know i just i didn't like the way she approached it and i didn't like the way that she spoke to tristan in the moment when he was like dude you gotta cool it a little bit and she was like these are my friends these are my conversations i'll talk to them however i want and i'm just like i'd throw you in just for that shit if i was yes to be honest with you like it wasn't pretty let's put it that way it was not pretty was yes um, still there when that happened i don't know the edit made it look like it but yeah like they edited it so that it looked like they were alone but then it almost looked like there was a reaction shot from yes and i was like either way you don't want to have that particular conversation in front of one of the other teams who potentially has to vote with or against you. Because if you're having that particular conversation, then you guys are not in sync at this moment. Yep. And that's probably their only chance to get rid of Kellyanne and Tristan, because as soon as they start working together at any point, they come out on top. So going from that, we get the scene of the intro that we got earlier in the episode at the bar, which is we see Jordan, Tori, Sari, Sari, <laughs> it happened to me. Um, we get Jordan, Tori, Sarah, and Danny 
all sitting in a, a room together talking and it basically boils down to them saying, Hey, we, this is, we've got to make this work. We're number ones. You guys are number ones to each other. We're going to have to kind of compromise. make compromise. Yeah. And yeah. so it comes down to them saying, Jordan and Tori saying, we'll give you Kelly and Tristan this week, but next week, Sarah and Emily or uh, Emily. And yes, yeah. fuck, I'm all over yeah. the place tonight. Sorry guys. <laughs> uh, we'll give you Kelly and Tristan this week. Uh, next week, you guys get you guys have to give us Emily and yes. Yeah. So I didn't totally get that because I'm like Kelly and Tristan aren't their numbers. Like it was like you can take this team that we're going to put into elimination regardless. But then next time we'll take out your person. Well, who's if Kelly and Tristan go home or Darrell and Kiki go home, who else is going to go in? The yeah. other only option is yeah, Casey. I know because I came in here with piss and vinegar, Rick. And then I realized that there's not anyone else left in the house. And I didn't figure it out until after I wrote my angry notes. I just want to remind you that we're hive mind. Okay, buddy. Oh my I'm going to give you that. Look, it was the, it's, you're having the, the clarity that I had after talking to Sarah to boil yeah. it down, to understand what was going on better. <laughs> yeah. But this is, you know, the, we see the Alliance, yeah. the, the continuation of the story. And then we see a, a poor man's hot sauce Alliance. With just a whiteboard. At that point, uh, we get Danny saying, look, Jordan's our mediator between me and Tori. And then they rock, paper, scissors as a pawn to go in against Kelly and Tristan. I just wanted to put a nice bow on that because we talked about it so much earlier and just kind of let everybody know where we're at. But I have a question. And the question is, is Tori says something. We've got this plan. But if it doesn't work next week, I'm going to blow the fuck up. What do you guys think of the odds of this plan actually fucking working? Zero. Uh, zero. It's yeah, going to exactly. be a fucking disaster. And I think that there's no question about that because Sarah told us <laughs> in her confessional that she has no intention of holding to the agreement she signed. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> some type of way about this. And I just want to repeat what Sarah said to Tori last week to Sarah this week. It, this is the game you sign up for. You have to vote your friends in sometimes, Sonny, and it sucks. Well, it just but depends on you're numbers, not yeah. exempt from it. <laughs> no, nobody so, is. No, and this is the this is the part that I actually enjoyed as a survivor player because so often you get or as a survivor them being survivor players, me being a survivor watcher. I have not played Survivor. You when an alliance come, when somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, do you want to be an alliance?" You say yes to whoever asks you, and then you go do what you were going to do. Yeah, exactly. It's not always pretty. It does not always work. Yeah, but the thing about it, and and I think I think we were talking, or you were talking about this a little earlier about how you know the survivors are playing different and blah 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 and all this stuff, right? And mm-hmm. I think that right now it's really easy to see that way, and the very early first seasons of the challenge were that way. But it makes me wonder if their gameplay will change or would change after they do five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons with the same people. And that's the big difference is that that's the that's the big difference is that it's hard to play a survivor game style game like that and break your word and break your alliances when you're playing multiple seasons. Now, perhaps Sarah doesn't intend on doing that or whatever. You know, but just kind of circling back to what you guys were saying earlier about, 
you know, this new thing of it moving to CBS and this being a tryout and whatever, if Survivor and Big Brother and CBS players are going to take over the challenge, they're going to be repeat players. And I'm curious to see how their game changes after they have to play multiple seasons with the same people over and over again. Because I feel like this is going to be kind of one of those isolated great seasons where eventually things are going to fall back into the same style of going after the rookies, working with your friends and your alliances for long periods of time, you know? Yeah, the pendulum will swing back. Right, Well, we're already seeing it because what happens if Danny, Sarah, and Ben Gade cast on another season? Yeah. We're already seeing this happen, and that's the thing, is once you start playing multiple seasons with the same people, you start to build, you know, a stat sheet on what they'll do. Right. And favors owed or, you know, whatever it is. Backstabs or whatever it may be. So to that end, you've got just to kind of put it, put a, I guess, another bow on it. Yeah, lots of bows. Rewatching, rewatching season 40, the first however many out, every single old school player. Then it was just new school that was left. But it was like Tyson and Boston Rob and Parvati and Sandra that were just going out one after the other. Well, it's happened on the challenge. It's just not yeah. executed as well. Like, look at double right. agents. Like Cam and Leroy went into there with a plan that if you won a a championship or a final before, you're not going to win this one. And they got really fucking close. They just couldn't get CT out. Well, and it didn't help that partners were changing all the fucking time. Yeah. The format fucked with them. If it didn't, then yeah, he would have been gone. I wanted to say this, and I think this is where the challenge still gets to real big foreshadowing, is I think that them showing this alliance creates a real clear path for these three teams to the final. Yeah. Yes. It just like it, all of a sudden it just, cause all of a sudden the numbers have co- dynamically changed with who's left in the house. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a fight for who's going to be that fourth team. Who's yeah. not, who's going to come in last place in, in the next couple of dailies is basically what it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. so they decide that they're going to put up Kelly and Tristan. It's going to be Danny and Tori. Tori or Sarah and Theo to go up as a pawn. They decide by doing <laughs> rock, rock, paper, paper, scissors. Tori sucks at rock, paper, yeah. scissors. I just <laughs> want to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's I was like, good. oh my God. Okay. Great. Um, I didn't even understand what was happening the first time that I watched it. Like, they had this like really intense conversation about alliances and everything, and now they're playing rock, paper, scissors. And yeah. I missed that part. And on the second watch, I was like, oh, okay. Now I get it. And I think this is like, it, it might be the first deliberation that went just super fucking smooth. It, it was, was whew, yeah. just done. It was clean. There's nothing. I felt bad for Kellyanne and Tristan. Yeah. Well, Tristan had that they, moment. They thought it was going a certain way. Yeah. And they were, Tristan even says in his confessional, he realized real quick, it's a pit of vipers. Dude, you're in yeah. there with a lot of really, really good players socially and just all around. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you're getting to the end and it doesn't matter. They will. Yeah, it's it, yeah. and that's the thing is that it's for a lot of money. Like <laughs> everybody's after it. So obviously, Danny said it. Yeah. And so deliberation goes smooth. Danny Tory and Tristan Kellyanne are the two nominated. Uh, as soon as it comes up on the screen, Kiki and kind of Darrell just kind of say, oh, wow. And walk out. And Kaz tries to make a fucking comment about, well, you know, maybe we could put Tori and Danny in if it's like a hall brawl. And, you know, if we know they're going to win. 
and Jordan's just stoic. Yeah. Like, yeah. it ain't going to fucking gonna happen. Like, look, there's a lot of things Jordan might do, but he is not going to throw in Tori. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. No. It's a reoccurring fucking thing we've been saying in here since last season on the flagship. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Jordan will go in himself before I was going to, I was literally about to say, Tori is to Jordan what Kaz was to Zara at the beginning of this episode. Yes. And he don't give a fuck about his partner. He will throw, he, he will pull a Zach. He will throw your asses in before he, he says Tori's name and sends her I directly like into a that Kaz did. I know. I really is. And here's my thing. Or I'm sorry. I'll let you finish. No, the, it would have been house. good TV. Um, well, yeah, here real quick on the house. There's only two things I want to say. Yeah. Kiki, nervous cleaning, relatable as fuck. I get that. Yeah, yep. I totally get that. So I love that. And then uh, it's Tristan's birthday. Uh, sucks that it's on eliminations. Tori feels bad about it. Danny says you feel bad about everyone going in. That was funny as shit. It was hella funny and it's so true. Um, and then um, we go from there. We go into a limbs. Um, and then do you want me to do the little intro on uh, sure. the limbs and then you can get to your point? I, so, yeah, I don't even remember what it was. So. so it was called hands up. Hands up, y'all. It's. Percentages breakdown is 50% teamwork, 30% balance, 20% puzzle skills. I mean, fair. I, 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 no arguments. 10% chopsticks. Yeah, right. exactly. Because that's what they have to do. They have to take each one holds a pole, probably about four or five feet long. And they have to pick up the puzzle pieces like a pair of chopsticks mm -hmm. and they have to go over like this little balance, mini, beam. balance beam that has different like heights to it. And then you have to deposit it into a safe area of the puzzle piece. If you move all nine over there, you can start your puzzle. If you drop one, uh, you have to reset. Basically, not all the pieces that are in the safe zone just have to reset that piece. Yeah. Once you get all nine into the safe zone, you have to put together the puzzle. That's yeah. how you win. Yeah. Um, Jordan and Kaz obviously are not putting in. Oh, that's Tori. what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously Jordan and Kaz. Yeah. They, they put in Kellyanne. They're not going to put in Jordan and Tor or they're not going to put in Tori and Danny. Obviously, Kaz is upset by this. And here's my thing is like, I, I based solely off the edit. Again, I have to really, really yeah. stress that because mm -hmm. we don't know what kind of conversations happened between those two, you know, uh, that we didn't see in the edit. But yeah. based solely off the edit, I'm just confused why Kaz didn't stand up and 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 stand her ground like she said she was going to yeah. do earlier in the episode. I was very like I was kind of disappointed because I was actually looking forward to it. I even told Rick as soon as I saw who was get going in, I was like, oh, are we going to have the standoff? I've been waiting to see to see what happens when the winners mm -hmm. can't decide between the two teams and see what happens. Is it like do the losers then get to pick between the two? Do the winners automatically go like what happens? I want to know. And this is our chance because I feel like. Jordan and Kaz are not going to agree on this. And then she just like went with it. And so I don't know what conversations happened between her and Jordan. I was disappointed in how Jordan treated the situation. And I was disappointed in how Kaz treated the situation. But it's like a different disappointment, right? I was disappointed yeah. in Jordan because what the fuck, dude? I was disappointed in Kaz because like, just like as a woman, I'm like, dude, stand up and say what you want to say. Like, I don't know. I wasn't disappointed because I just saw the situation as a foregone conclusion. Yeah, it, it, I just it, that's what it was to me. Well, and it, again, I don't know that disappointed, like as far as for Kaz is the right word. It was just kind you of just like expected something. Yeah, to I expected that her. Yeah, I expected a little more like fight from her. 
And again, maybe she did fight and Jordan, you know, we don't know because we didn't see those conversations if they happened. It could have. But, you know, from just what we saw, I was just I was like, let I let down is a better word than disappointed. I was just kind of let down, like bummed, like, damn, man, I was really looking forward and hoping that you would stand your ground and be like, no, fuck you, Jordan. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah, you. No, like that's where. <laughs> Because there was foreshadowing, right? Like there's foreshadowing about like how this was going to go down and that there was going to be like a, a sort a of disagreement. A yeah. So, yeah. So in my mind, that foreshadowing there, not necessarily that I thought absolutely it was going to happen, but there was a little part of me that was like, I would really like for Kaz to just say, you know what? This is my moment. You keep running everything. You're not giving me the opportunity. I'm not saying their name. Yeah, and I vote for Tori and Danny. <laughs> they could well, have had that conversation, but yeah, that's us wishing for the ideal TV moment. Just like we totally. want to see CT and Fessy in a hall brawl. You right. know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. wishing for that. And yes, I wish it would have happened because it would have been fucking. It would have been phenomenal. And I would I want to yeah. know what happens when they don't yeah, agree. It was, it was insult to injury that she had to say Kellyanne and Tristan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jordan just said they're su- super stoic. But yeah, I don't know how they decide that either. It could have also been the edit that Jordan said it and then she said it because technically they each have to say who they're putting in. Right. And it could just be that they didn't show Jordan's. So he said Kellyanne and Tristan. Then she did her apologize, apology and said them as well. Right. That's probably what it is. Yeah. So quick breakdown of the elimination. Um, pew, pew. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, no. It, Very quick. Kellyanne and uh, Tristan get off to a hot start with the chopsticks. They seem to figure it out fast, but it's not like they break out to a big lead. Kiki and Darrell are right there. Uh, they struggle a little bit, but then it gets pretty they even. They start getting a rhythm. And they, they get that good. rhythm going and they fi- end up finishing getting all their puzzles over there. And then Darrell realizes mm. what kind of puzzle it is. Go ahead, oh, Karina. yeah. No, I so <laughs> so they get down there and I see the puzzle and I was like, I was like, oh, shit, Kiki and Darrell got this. Like he, he knows his tangerines. And then immediately yeah. after I said that his confessional came on and he's like, man, I got it with these tangerines. I was like, yes, Darrell. That's right. That's right. You do got it with them tangerines, yeah. don't you? <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, they they smoke it on the, the puzzle and Darrell and Kiki together is a fucking tough team. They yeah. are a exactly. good team. I would love like I would love to see them make it to a final, even if it's with the Ooh, three in yeah. the alliance, because I think that's yeah. a fucking a toss up. Almost at I that hope point, they do. You yeah. know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. any of them could win. But obviously, Darrell and Kiki win. Um, so this is goodbye to Kellyanne and Tristan. Thank you to both of them. They made the season even more interesting with the John A, the the move on the Americans in yeah, I still, that way. Unless, good. unless something like massively holy shit happens, I still think no matter how this ended. Kellyanne gets play of the season because that was totally. impeccable was what she was a, what she was able to pull off and turn around and nobody else in the house like the fact that she was able to pull that off so quickly flip it on somebody like bananas and him not hear a fucking whisper of it yeah, yeah. Ooh, fire Kellyanne so but I'm waiting I'm before you know obviously we'll we'll talk about this at the end of the season but as of now yeah she's got my play of the season so I'm I'm a little sad to see her go. She always brings a, a little fire to her gameplay. And, you know, even when she gets like all panicky or paranoid, it's still like 
it's it's, it's still, still good game. gameplay. Yeah, it's good gameplay. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, it brings out that that haymaker style of like I'm just gonna do whatever I have to do to try to stay here. And yeah. it's a it's a cool game yeah. to watch, mm-hmm. even as like awkward as it can be. Yeah. to watch too at well, the same time. Yeah, it's interesting because you've got usually in that situation you have a larger alliance that's kind of like marching their way forward mm-hmm. one yeah. vote at a time. But they've got the, they've got the factor that they can't predict in Kellyanne, where right. she's just going to do whatever she can in order to stay in the game, which is exactly what you have to do is you have to do what's going to keep you there. So they can do everything that they want to try to make the dominoes fall where they're going to, but they can't account for what Kellyanne is going to do. She's that unpredictable factor. Yeah, no, yeah. agreed. And it's sad to see her go, but like we said, fun to have her on this season. She she really added to the season and made the uh, some of the episodes really good, and I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention this because we haven't gotten a lot of Theo confessionals just by himself, and I think what he said at the end of this episode was very telling to, even though he's not a long-term vet, he still has that vet mentality, and he mm. understands the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about like, you know, him and Sarah are kind of aligned with these larger, really strong teams and it's great for making the finals, mm-hmm. but it's not great for the final to win. No. Yeah. And it, we're at the point now where it's the best people that are backstabbers and liars and, yeah. you know, we'll do whatever. And it's like, and they're strong and hard to be. So you can't yeah. necessarily just be like, all right, you're going to elimination to go home. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so. Yeah, these next couple of weeks are going to be good because it's it's really going to getting down to the wire. We're going to see some good teams against good teams. Hell like, yeah. No matter what uh, yeah. the the eliminations are over the next couple of weeks, they're going to be fire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As far as the next on, we get the recap of the fucking whiteboard signature agreement and Sarah and Danny telling Emily like about it and how it's not going to happen. So obviously we're going to get a blow up. That's going to be interesting to see. Oh, yeah. The next daily is swimming, which it's like, fuck this late. Emily's going to smoke this shit. But then we find out you have to drag your partner. Yeah. So (laughs) there's more. (laughs) You have an anchor. (laughs) Let's see how this works out. I still expect her to win it, though. I mean, it's swimming. I feel like you could hook a boat to her and she could still win. Well, even just the speed at which like when she with the other swimming challenge that they did when she went finally did go back for yes. Even just the speed at which she was pulling him in that time is a lot faster than I think anybody else is going to be able to. So I don't think that Sarah is really going to have to worry about it next week anyway, but you know, eventually that time is, is probably going to come. They, unless they win all the rest of the dailies for the rest of the season, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm uh, it's going to be messy and excited. And then we get a continuation of the storyline that got introduced this week, which was, uh, the Kaz Jordan dynamic because we really haven't seen a lot of that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And they're sitting out by the pool. It's Kaz and Theo on one side and Jordan kind of a distance away from the edit, the way it looks. Safe distance. Yeah. And uh, he tells Kaz, look, and Kaz and Theo, look, I'm trying to protect Tori. And Kaz says, you know, well, this is like a joint decision. Uh, we work together. And Jordan gets up and walks away. Obviously, something's edited out, but he mm-hmm. goes, do we really, you know, kind of thing? Do yeah. we work together? It implies that this might be a situation where Danny and Tori don't win. And there's a real chance they're going into elimination. And who knows? Maybe Jordan and Kaz get that third daily. And then Ooh, I'm going to, I fucking, didn't even think about it that I'm way. I'm going to DM Alex so fucking quick. 
<laughs> go check out two dudes watch cartoons though Link go do below. it as soon as you get done listening let's click that it's, <laughs> it's worth it yeah but that's the episode guys um yeah. I'm glad you guys stuck through us if you're listening through the whole recap. Yeah, uh, thank you, because it wasn't a very exciting episode, but... <laughs> we tried to do our best, but before we close out, let's go ahead and get MVPs. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go in a little bit different order than we did last week. I'm going to go first. I'm going to give it to fucking Jordan and Kaz winning the daily and really kind of to Jordan because everything he talked about this, it seemed like it was the Jordan episode he kind of pushed everything through Mm -hmm. with some compromise. Right. I'm going to give it to Kaz because she was fucking pedaled to the metal. And, you know, that's two daily wins in your first real season against challenge vets. So there you go. Yeah. Honorable mentions. I'm going to go with Darrell and Kiki, you know, fucking winning the the elimination, keeping alive for one more week, trying to get to that final. Karina, what do you got? Uh, I'm just going to echo what you just said with an additional shout out to um, Kellyanne for again, for just, you know, bringing some entertainment and some heat this season. I think that the season would have been a little bit different had it not had Kellyanne on it. So, uh, you know, shouts to her for that. But my honorable mention or my uh, MVPs and my honorable mentions are exactly the same as yours. Real quick, Josh texted me and told me that his is Kellyanne for the MVP. Yeah, so, Kellyanne and Tristan, yeah. yeah. So shout out to them. Tony, go ahead. Mine's different. Yeah. <laughs> so my MVPs are Kellyanne, Kiki, and Sarah for the amount of gameplay that they're putting in right now. Because really, like, Sarah played a different version of the challenge. Kiki played a different version of the challenge. And Kellyanne played flagship at a different time. But they've all come together and like there's this weird force of different styles of gameplay working really well together even if they're not necessarily in an alliance and it's making for a really good season and then honorable mentions are both tristan and Darrell. i really enjoyed tristan on uk and i still really enjoyed him on world i couldn't remember what the show was called for a second <laughs> and then also Darrell, if for nothing else than his confessionals throughout the episode hell yeah but also like for getting it done, like obviously Kiki and Durrell were able to take out a team that have gone into elimination several times and sent several teams home. So there was a real possibility that it, we could have lost Kiki and Durrell just as easily as we lost Kellyanne and Tristan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a very even matchup, um, yeah. you know, but I'm I as much as I love having Kellyanne around, I'm, I'm glad that that Durrell is is still in the game and I'm uh, honestly I'm pulling for them to make it to the finals though. So I want to ask you guys one final closing question before we get out of here tonight. Sure. And you know what I'm going to ask the audience listening as well. I want you guys to uh, take a look at our IG when you get done. Karina will put up a story hopefully right around this time. Who do you think is going to be the four teams making the final? Ooh. And we'll figure out how to post it to make it where you guys can do it. Um, maybe we'll just put pictures of both teams and you have to vote either yes or no. And we'll we'll calculate it by percentage or something like that. What yeah. do you think? But Tony, who's your four teams in the final? Assuming we have four teams in the final. True. I'm going to go Tori, Danny, Kaz, Jordan, Casey, Troy, Sarah, Theo. Fire. Mm. That'd be a fire fucking and I, final. That's a coin flip. Yeah. yeah. What do you got, Karina? Um, so I'm going to go Tori, Danny, Jordan, Kaz, Sarah, Theo, and I actually think and am pulling that Darrell and Kiki are going to make it there. So those are my four. 
I agree with you. I think it's that. I think it's Darrell and Kiki get that last spot, but I think that three But alliance, I think those, that three, they're yeah, solid. They're, that, they're set. Like, I, unless one of them flip on each other and and then have a plan for how to ensure that they, that, that person loses an elimination or something like that, those three teams are locked in for the And finals. if that happens, I think it's either Tori Danny going home or Sarah Thea going home in that yeah. situation. I yeah. don't, I think, I think Jordan escapes that somehow, but I, that's just my gut feeling. If something like that was going to happen. Yeah. I picked Casey Troy because I was gunning. I was like rooting for Troy, not necessarily that I think Tori and them will win out in the Alliance fight. I think if Troy Casey make that final, it's, scary even yeah. with jordan yeah. kaz or tori danny or anyone in there I that's think a badass that's final, a sleeper honestly, team like, though yeah. that's a sleeper fucking team and that is a Absolutely. badass final yeah and i'm saying the Darrell kiki one because i that's just thought one too i was just thinking do i want to see emily yes or Darrell kiki and i'm just like oh god i would really like to see Darrell kiki in mm-hmm. that final because i think that gives a really fun look too but that's all i got tonight i'm spent <laughs> yeah I I will just ask Karina if you can put the I'll send you the link again, but Troy's semifinal run on Ninja Warrior. Oh, okay. Is why I want to see him in the final. Obviously, okay. he did really well in Australia, but watching his semifinal run on Ninja Warrior, he ran through that first part like it was nothing. Like all of the obstacles were just still. Wow. Okay. And the only other thing that I will say is just because I'll forget it otherwise. When I was rewatching um, Survivor, I was thinking about people who have made the jump over to the challenge. If we end up having a battle of the shows at some point, if you look at the breakdown right now of people who have played Survivor, and if we can, if we include Worlds as part of flagship for this, the Survivor team would be Ben, Danny, Sarah, Natalie, Michelle, Michaela, and Jay. Would be fire. Mm-hmm. Four winners. Yeah, but if you take a look at who they're going to put up against, that's going to be in a dream season. CT, Jordan, Wes, Wes, Banana, Tori, Laurel, Laurel, Kara, like Cam. Yeah, like that's it. Like in yeah. dream Jenny season, West, yeah. like it's going to be fire. Oh, yeah. I would fucking watch that all mm-hmm. day, though. And there's there's so many like dysfunctions within that group. Oh, yeah, it would be phenomenal to watch that all implode. Look, I'm just I'm happy with the content. I think there's I hope we get a two week break so we can have a discussion post on maybe what we think the future holds in for the challenge in general. I'm hoping for more than a couple weeks break, honestly, but we'll see if we could get like even if it was like don't push it, Karina three weeks i'd be so stoked take a week off and still get two recaps or, or like two discussion discussion episodes yeah fuck or maybe take two weeks off and do one discussion oh, oh that'd be nice so fire yeah uh, anyways <laughs> let's not talk about our keep, hopes and dreams keep your fingers it won't happen but i mean that'd be amazing keep your fingers crossed for us everyone but that closes us out for tonight guys yeah. look i'm beat i know tony's beat it's late everywhere it, now. It's late everywhere, yeah. So, you know what? For myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, of course, Tony Stats and Infolands, and Josh motherfucking Chambers, and of course, Corey the Raging Cajun Viator, who couldn't be with us tonight, stuck on that fucking night shift. Bro, start the fight already. Just do just it. Just throw the punch. Yeah, just, be all right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just a push. Just bait. It's easier to beg for for forgiveness instead of ask for permission. You know what you could do, bro? You could just like run up behind him and just kind of grab him and and drop him to the ground and then tell him you slipped. 
If you need any tips on how to do it, just hit up Corey Wharton. Yeah. He'll tell you exactly. Pull the Corey Pasta game. Yeah, man. It'll work. Guys, (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in. If you get a chance, give us a rating of five stars. If it's less than that, just think about what you're doing and don't do it. Um, (laughs) But we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Y'all be good to each other. Have a great night. Bye. Later. Bye.